Let's now talk refereeing because that's also another thing that has been hot on the lips of many, many people when it comes to the past couple of matches. Even Coach Pito Musimane talked about it. Now, to grow up an ardent and diehard fan is another thing, but to have a uh, starring role as an assistant referee when you are supposedly favoring and, you know, being involved in a match where your childhood team is playing is another story. Now, assistant referee... That is uh, Mervyn van Veik. He actually finds himself embroiled in that kind of movie script following his suspension by the South African Football Association for his questionable calls in a game against Amazul. And of course, Kaiser Chiefs a fortnight ago. Chiefs emerged victorious on the day. You'll remember that. And despite clear, dubious decisions, that shouldn't have actually gone their way. Now, the, the alleged uh, Vuvuzela referee, that's what they usually call them nowadays, was said to have been... At uh, back in his region up until uh, the review committee comes with sanctions against him. And of course, to give us the latest on uh, the committee, we're actually joined by Ari Sola Dastosa, who is, of course, the SAFA's chairman of the referees' appointments. Because, I mean, sanctions were dished out today with two assistant referees being sanctioned following those poor decisions there. There was uh, Atukolo Matela, who officiated in the match between Kaiser Chiefs and Baroque FC, as well as uh, Mr. Fanvey, who officiated in the match between Amazul and Kaiser Chiefs and they've been sanctioned for four weeks of non-appointment in the NSL. Let's now talk to Ari. Ari, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Lenos. How are you? Good to be on your show. How are things going there? Oh, no, things are going well. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Excellent. Now talk to us. Sanctions dished out today. What happened? All right. Essentially, it's no different from any other transgression in relation to the outcome of a particular match. We have a particular policy at SASA that in circumstances where a referee or assistant referee commits a grave error, which actually results in the impacting of the match and the ultimate result, that particular decision goes before a review committee, and the review committee then makes recommendations to us insofar as the sanction or the corrective measures which are to be taken. Now, as you indicated a few moments ago, the issue of Mervyn van Beek arose in the context a couple of weeks ago of the game between Amazulu and Kaiser Chiefs, and unfortunately it was a very, very poor call. Mm. So the decision of the review committee, which came out yesterday from that particular perspective, in fact last night, was that van Beek should be sanctioned for a period of four weeks in relation to games played under the auspices of the National Soccer League, which is, in fact, the Premier Soccer League and the Glad Africa Championship. But more importantly, he forfeits his FIFA status for the entire year. Mm. So, in other words, we literally two days, I think the Amazulian Chiefs game was played on the Friday, on the, on the Tuesday, it was the public holiday, and on the Saturday we had had a meeting. And Van Veik, being a very experienced assistant referee, was one of those candidates who we would put on the FIFA list for 2020. So his particular nomination was withdrawn. So effectively what happens is, and I'll come back to my particular involvement from an appointments perspective in a minute, he's suspended for a period of four weeks from games played under the auspices of the NSL, uh -huh. he automatically forfeits his FIFA status for the period of 2020. Now, you can understand from that point of view, that goes, firstly, from a financial perspective, he's penalized because he doesn't get 
any remuneration in relation to mm. offshore games, so to speak. And in addition to that, of course, he forfeits his international stature, which is a big thing for FIFA officials. So the sanction really, at the end of the day, we believe, pays appropriate cognizance to what has happened in relation to what we deemed to be a particularly serious blunder from that point of view. Now, tell me something here. Did did Mr. Van Weg actually make representation to the referees committee of uh, the South African Football Association? Yes. What had happened is every time a decision is made by the review, Mm. The review doesn't sit in isolation and pronounce upon a referee's fate without there being some type of understanding and appreciation of the referee's standpoint from that point of view. Now, although I was not part of the deliberations myself Mm -hmm. because appointment shouldn't be getting involved in review, certainly he was given that particular opportunity and Anybody who would understand the offside law, Law 11 properly, would appreciate, as he said, he made an error. The offside player, as you would remember, was the individual from Amazulu on the far side of the field of play who was not seeking to gain an advantage from being in that position or interfering with access play. And I think where assistant Mervyn van Beek got it wrong was he actually raised his flag too quickly, Mm. thinking that the ball was actually going to be played through to him, where in fact it was played through to an individual who was onside. Uh So, yes, his representations from that point of view, his acknowledgement of the error was taken into account, and from that perspective, the ultimate decision, as I've indicated a few minutes ago, was to take corrective action against him for the purposes of ensuring that this type of thing, as best as we are able, does not occur in the future. And you, you'll appreciate that assistant referees and referees do make mistakes. They're human, that's I'm correct. Not sure, yeah. I'm not sure if you saw the game between Arsenal and Manchester United on Monday evening, for example. Mm-hmm. The Arsenal goal which was scored was disallowed by the assistant referee. He was overruled by VAR. Mm. And it was a hopelessly poor decision. Now, bear in mind, these individuals in the Barclays Premiership are full-time professional referees. That is all they do. They don't have day jobs. Their day job is a day on the field, training, learning, appreciating the application of the laws of the game. Now, at that level, when mistakes are made, I think we, in a South African perspective, also need to understand, to some extent, that human error being what it is, those types of mistakes will from time to time be made as long as there is no dishonesty. Mm. We do not tolerate dishonesty. If it's established that a referee or an assistant referee in the execution of his or her duties is acting untoward from an honesty perspective, we just don't give them games. It's that simple. It's that simple. We are on the phone with Ari Soldastos of uh, the South African Footballer the South African Football Association, that is, and is the chairman of the referee's appointments. Ari, can I ask you just to hang on the line? We just want to go for a quick break, and then after that, we're going to be talking a bit more about uh, the sanctions that were dished out today. You are listening to MSW. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Ari Soldatos uh, suffers uh, chairman of referee's appointments. First of all, refereeing by its very nature is controversial. It's an individuals who are out there interpreting a set of circumstances as they see it at that point in time. 
often they get it right, but often they get it wrong. From that particular perspective, when they get it wrong, and it does have the effect of changing the result of the game, those referees and those assistant referees are dealt with and dealt with effectively by the review committee. When you play against a Kaiser Chief and their best player is the referee, then you know you've got no chance. What I think we need to do and what I need to impress upon our committees is the fact that perhaps the review committee's decision should be made public and that way perhaps to some extent mm. the public would see that referees who have made erroneous decisions and which have, which have ultimately impacted on the game are dealt with. Uh, good evening, uh, Lelo. It's Johnson here in our spread. Lelo, uh, if, you, if you could ask uh, Ari about the uh, assistant ref who, who was manning the line in the game between Chippa United and Orlando Pirate. Remember, Tsekhovatsumabaso scored from an offside uh, goal, his first uh, offside position, his first goal. Uh, I haven't heard of that uh, particular gentleman being suspended. What is cooking on there? Are they targeting Kaiser Chiefs or what? Because, yes, those guys made mistakes, especially in the game against Mazulu. One of the goals was indeed uh, uh, offside. But what has happened with the one in the game between Chipa and Orlando Pirates? Because Pirates went on to win that game by two goals to one. Thank Good evening, Lelo. Sepisorakwena uh, from the Nelton. What I would like to know is why is the referee uh, who wrongfully disallowed uh, Kamapila's goal against Cape Town City not punished? Thank you. Oh, yes, you are listening to MSW with myself, Lelom Zakta, this evening. And you heard the voice notes asking about different referees who make uh, very questionable calls. And some of these calls have an outcome. Well, they've got uh, an impact on the outcome of matches. And before the break, you did hear Benny McCarthy in that promo. They're saying that when you play against Kaiser Chiefs and their best player is the referee, you know you've got no chance. That is Benny McCarthy's his words there. Ari Soldastos, he's the SAFA chairman of referee appointments. Uh, Ari, thank you so much for staying with us on the line. There's just something that I need to ask you, Ari. When it comes to appointing referees, do referees up front have to or do they declare which teams they support? Because something that I said yesterday on air was that you cannot be a referee in a sport that you don't like and don't follow. And a lot of these referees, I believe all of them, in fact, that they do follow football, which means that they do maybe when they grow up, there are teams that they really like. So is there a platform for them to actually come up and declare up front which teams they support before they actually do get appointed or when they do get yes. appointed. Yes, absolutely. What happens is refereeing is a steady progression path. It's not something that you decide to come a ref- to become a referee and tomorrow evening you're officiating the MTN8 Cup final between mm. Highlands Park and Supersport. It's a process. So a referee basically goes through the developmental stages in the regions in which he or she operates or lives depending upon the progression of the referee from that point of view, they then get escalated through the steady progression path, eventually into the SAD League, into the Motsepe League, and then, of course, recommendations are made to the panel, so to speak, or the panel selectors as to who should be appointed to the so-called top structures, and Mm. that is the professional structures. Every referee is bound by the SAFA Code of Conduct. And from that point of view, they're obliged to disclose up front 
their history, their affiliations, all of those type of things, so that we're in a position to assess and understand exactly whether there may be personal favoritism or whatever else towards a particular club. We would like to think, and I can tell you that in the majority of instances, irrespective of what members of the public may feel and the like, we would like to think that a referee, being a professional referee, puts his personal circumstances and preferences aside. He may have a childhood sweetheart club, so mm. to speak, Orlando Pirates, Chiefs, Sundowns, Cheaper, whatever the case may be. But when they put on that particular shirt, that refereeing shirt, and they put on their SAFA or their FIFA refereeing badge, we would expect of our referees that any form of personal affiliation or favoritism towards a particular club be dispensed with and shirked in favor of their professional duties. The problem is, of course, you do understand and you do acknowledge that human beings, being who they are and what they are, might have some type of affiliation towards a particular club going back. You know, I don't think we'd ever be able to stamp out a particular individual saying, gee, was, I was a chief supporter mm. or a pirate supporter. But really, I think this is more a situation of perception than reality. And I've heard this a couple of days over the last week in the media, on television, in the news, where members of the public are coming out and saying, gee, we believe that Van Vake may favor Chiefs, or this one favors that one, or whatever the case may be. In my days of active refereeing, mm -hmm. there was a perception and understanding that I favored Orlando Pirates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but was nothing it true? Honestly. <laughs> was it true? <laughs> if I must tell you, my personal affiliation and favorite favorite teams are Amazulu and Swallows because they were the first game or the first teams uh -huh. that I refereed way back in the early in the late eighties. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, but that doesn't count. Fortunately, I'm not active anymore, so that doesn't really matter. All right. But really, I, well, I, often I would get stopped in the streets. Oh, well, no, you favor pirates. Oh, you should have done this. Oh, you should. You know, and that's really that story is as old as the hills, and I'm sure that perception will always be there. But as I say, it's more perceptive than real. It's more perceptive than real. So, yes. with Mr. Van Veek, yes, is he a chief supporter? Not that we are aware of. Deep down in the bowels of his soul, if he has an affiliation before chiefs or towards chiefs, he has never ever disclosed it to us, and we would expect in these circumstances, that that would be disclosed. But my understanding is that he doesn't favor Chiefs at all. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines uh, where we've got callers who are waiting to actually uh, give their contribution when it comes to oh, this the topic. buzzing. Yeah, the phone, it's, <laughs> it's a Christmas tree in the studio. The lines are buzzing. Uh, there is Mohapi from the Val. Mohapi, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Lelo. How are you, man? I'm good, my brother. How are you? I'm all right, man. Uh, good evening, Mari. Hello, how are you? All right, Mahat. I'm all right, I'm all right. That's I just good. Wanna, I've, I've, I've got um, uh, two cents worth of contribution and uh, a question as well. You know, um, <clears throat> I think that the, the referee committee should not create a perception that referees favor a certain team. Because if you punish a referee because of a certain game and you, you, you don't consider the other errors that the other referees have done, in hmm. other matches, then it creates a certain perception, you see. Because if you look at the game that the Baroka played against Chiefs, there hmm. were two clear, clear uh, uh, scoring opportunities that Chiefs had, and the, the, the linesman uh, uh, flagged it offside. Hmm. 
Mm. You know, we don't know what could have happened. You know, and we cannot really say definitely Amazulu uh, lost the game because of the linesman. We don't know what could have happened. Have, sure. have those goals? Have those goals stood? You know, and if you if you remember, you remember there was a, there was a cup final between Mamelodi Sundowns and uh, Bloemfontein Celtics, where there was a goal uh, 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 that was allowed, but it was not. Goal because it did not cross the line, and 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 Blue Frontier Celtics actually won the Telcom Cup based mm. on that goal. I don't know what happened to that referee. I remember another game some some years back. It was Daniel Bennett refereeing the game. A previous year, Kaiser Chiefs won five nil against Jomo Cosmos in the in the Coca Cola Cup game. And the following year, they were playing in the final of the SAA Super Eight before the the inception of the uh, MTN Eight. And Daniel Bennett in that game was so poor. I really thought, even when I look at him now, I really, I, I, when, when you speak about referees that, that favors teams and stuff like that, people were accusing you about favoring Orlando Pirates. When I look at Daniel Bennett, I still think this guy doesn't like Kaiser Chiefs, you know, because of that, what happened on that game. Now, my, my concern is we should, we should not create a perception that referees are biased towards teams that are playing against Kaiser Chiefs because that is going gonna, is gonna to create havoc, you know. Because if you if you punish the referee that 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 the linesman that was involved in a game of Amazulu and Kaiser Chiefs, then you must look at the 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 the, the, the referee performance holistically. Because you cannot you cannot point at at, at single ended at, at at him alone. Refereeing in South Africa is poor. Generally, it's poor. Today is Kaiser Chiefs benefiting. Tomorrow it will be Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, uh, on on the receiving end, you know, and 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 somebody else mentioned the fact that there was a referee, there, there was a linesman that was involved in a game against, uh, uh, for Chiefs against the uh, uh, Town City, the disallowed goal of 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 uh, Hamabilia. Wait until the end of the season where Chiefs loses the league because of a goal difference of one, and then you will see the importance of that one goal. All Just right. because Kaiser Chiefs won on that game. Shouldn't we we just left left it as it is? Okay. Thank you so yeah, much. Uh, thank you so much, uh, there, Mohapi. Let's move on now to the Western Cape, where we've got Tumpendu. Tumpendu, good evening. Good evening, uh, Lelo. Good evening to Mr. Soldatus uh, in good your evening. studio. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, I I have a concern with uh, with the reactive approach that is uh, applied by Safa Reference Committee uh, with regards to the grave mistakes that have been uh, committed by referees. There's quite a few incidents that one can, can point out uh, since the season has started. Serino could have been uh, red-carded. Uh, Basera got a red card, but the, the player from the other team was the one over the top. The disallowed goals against Cape Town City. Mm. Aren't we creating a situation where Safar Refers Committee is reactive as a result of the public outcry, more especially that the games included Kaiser Chiefs, and and we're gonna see the trend continuing throughout the seasons with nothing being done with similar incidents uh, and instances that referees and, and and assistants are continuing doing. I will I will continue listening on the radio. Thank you so much, then Pendul, and then let's go to TK in Macau. TK, good evening. Making, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Easy, Lelo. Listen, man. Um, we are supporters. We will always fight on social media, all in the name of uh, football. Um, what I want to say is Sapa mustn't make decisions that will cause them tomorrow because the league is still, you know, young. It's still premature. We still have a long way to go. Mm. And we don't want a situation whereby 
people will be afraid to make decisions because of of, of punishments like this. I think this is harsh. Thank you, Lil. Thank you so much, TK. There, thank you to Mhabi and Mpendule as well. Well, yeah, Ari. They talk about the fact that there are other referees who do make mistakes and it seems like maybe a perception is now created that maybe Safa is a reactionary when it comes to dealing with referees who commit certain mistakes in certain matches involving certain teams. How do you respond All to right. that? Let me tell you how the review committee actually works. Mm. They sit every Tuesday evening in adjudication of games which happened on the previous weekend. And so from that point of view, Obviously, not every single mistake that a referee or an assistant referee makes will be scrutinized and analyzed. For that, we have match commissioners. Match commissioners are appointed to go to particular games. All of them are previous professional referees themselves, and we rely on their reports to ensure at the end of the day what the standard of the referee is and to ensure that the standards have been maintained. When it comes to more important decisions, decisions which impact on the result of the game. Those will be subject to the appropriate scrutiny. And from that point of view, what we then do is the review would then start making its recommendations to us as the National Referees Committee, and we invariably do go along. Now, if you have a look, for example, and it seems only in particular clubs, let's have a look at one that springs readily to mind. You might remember, Leno, that was a decision from an assistant referee right towards the end of last season in the game between Bitvest, Bits and Supersport, Vlad and Bombella, uh-huh. where the ball had crossed the line and the assistant referee had actually indicated that the ball had not crossed the line. Yeah, A hopelessly wrong decision from that point of view. Now, that particular assistant referee at this point in time, is coming out of a rehabilitative program. We don't punish the referees. And if the perception is that we are actually reacting and punishing the referees from that point of view, there needs to be consequences for errors. We understand that. Uh But our objective is to ensure that those particular referees are corrected and rehabilitated. How do we do that? We put them down in the lower structures, so to speak under the expertise, under the mentorship, and under the guidance of experienced match referee assessors, who will then monitor their progress over a particular period, and from that point of view, then make recommendations to us as to when they believe that a particular individual is ready to be weaned back into the first division and into the PSL. So... It's not as if to say, oh, we only react in circumstances where there's a public outcry or where there may be one or two teams involved. Uh-huh. Every decision which impacts the result of the game receives the attention of the review and thereafter an appropriate recommendation is made. Now, let me tell you from my personal perspective, having been chairing appointments of referees now for 17 years, in those particular situations... It's not automatic that a referee is entitled to be appointed to a game. If myself and my committee are of the view that a particular referee, irrespective of the review decision, psychologically, emotionally, technically, or whatever the case may be, is not ready to be assigned or not in the frame of mind to be assigned appointments, Uh that particular referee 
is sidelined for a particular time period by ourselves until such time as we are in a position to actually implement a change and put him or her back into the top structures. But always the emphasis is on correction rather than punishment. Mm. Corrective rather than punitive so that we can rehabilitate the referee concerned and ensure that ultimately we're in a position to get him back to the state where he should be. And then just finally there, Ari, I mean, uh, some of the fans that have been phoning in, they do, you know, lament the standard of refereeing when it comes to local football. What is uh, the South African Football Association doing to actually better and increase the standard of refereeing in the country in the local football? Can I differ from your listeners? From sure, that by all means. And I heard them. Mm. I heard them loud and clear. And I'm sure we've only picked a select few to talk about here to speak with tonight. I'm sure there's many that hold this view as well. When you have a look at how many games are played week in and week out in the PSL, in the NFD, how many games go by unnoticed? We focus now in your show, on television, on the radio, in the media, everywhere. We focus on decisions which affect the result of the game. But so many games, 95% of the games go by without incident, without the referee even being noticed. And we, from a refereeing perspective, know that when you have done a game and you've gone by unnoticed, Uh you've had a great game. Yeah, like a drive of a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Now the problem then at the end of the day is We hear about a decision Amazulu and Chiefs Chiefs and Barocca Chippa and Orlando Pirates We hear all of these things But how many games have been played thus far this season? 58? 60? Something like that How many formal complaints Or how much public scrutiny Has actually been brought into this particular domain Because of poor refereeing decisions? Four? perhaps. So when you look at that, I think the public's being a little bit unfair on the referees when they say the refereeing standard is generally poor. I think we hold our own amongst the best in Africa, if not the best. Uh-huh. Ari, we've run out of time, but thank you so much for your contribution this evening and all the best going forward. Thanks very much. Wonderful talking to you again, Leno. Thanks. Eh? Thank you. Lovely talking right. to you. That is Ari Soldastos, who is a SAFA chairman of Referees Appointments, talking to us about the refereeing standards in the country and the sanctions that were actually put out uh, today there with uh, Mervyn van Veek, amongst others, getting sanctioned for that decision. That really put him in the spotlight in the match between Kaiser Chiefs as well as Amazulu. You are listening to Hashtag MSW with myself, Lelom Zakwa, this evening. At the other side of the news, we're going to be talking about the MTN8 final. And my, oh my, it's going to be a humdinger. Stay with us.